You've entered the Networker Zone, the ultimate podcast for networkers in direct sales, network marketing, MLM, or any sales side hustle. You'll learn the skills for the how-to and the mindset to make it work. From the author of over 20 best-selling books and over 25 years in the business, here's your host, Keith Schreider. All right, today in The Zone, we're talking about learning from losing, not by winning. You probably clicked on this episode going, okay, Keith has finally lost his mind, or you're curious about this, or you already know this information, you just haven't quite put it into work. I'll show you a quick story. It was last year. For those of you who don't know, my daughter is in marching band. And here in our area, they play during the football games. They march at halftime. They play in the stands. They have a lot of fun. But always during the season, the next day or the Saturday, they will play in band competitions. And honestly, I didn't know this was a thing. When I went to school, I grew up in the same area as I am right now. It was really interesting, but they do band competitions. They basically compete. It's like, a, I guess, a, a performing arts type of competition, et cetera. So the, the first one that they did last year, this was their first year in high school, ninth grade here in, in the States. They went to a neighboring town, and it was fun competition. I believe there was like 20 bands. And they won everything. They won first in their division. So it's done by groups. They did first in percussion, which was happy for me because she's in percussion. They did first in auxiliary. All They won every single award that they were qualified for. And I was like, wow, this is great. At the same time, this is absolutely horrible because there's nowhere to go except for down. Like you're, you start off at a high and the next thing you know... It, you can't keep, you can't sustain first place forever. So the very next week, it happens. They are not the bottom of the list, but they didn't even make finals. So basically, they do preliminary and then the top 12 bands go to finals. They didn't even make finals. Now, what happened? Well, not sure because I'm not the teacher, I'm not the, I guess, director. But I'm assuming what happened was they looked at it. They looked at the video. They listened to the judges' recordings that gave them feedback. And they said, huh, okay, here's where we need to improve. This is what we did differently this week. There was a lot going on. But the bottom line is they went from winning to, eh, I would say losing, but yeah, I would say losing if you didn't make finals. And they learned from the experience. So the question is, would they continue to learn if they were always in first place? Maybe, maybe not, but they learn so much more by losing than they do by winning. And obviously, the parallel in business, you've heard every single successful person have some sort of loss along the way. Nobody starts in business, 18-year-olds, and goes, you know what? I built it big and I've never had to have anybody quit, never had a customer return their order, never had a leader quit. I've never had any issues. I just win, 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 win. It doesn't happen, doesn't happen, doesn't happen, right? Every single person has losses and they learn from it, or maybe they consciously or subconsciously learn for it, but they learn from it. There's so many stories about Walt Disney and Warren Buffett. There's so many things you can Google and say, well, how many times have they lost? Or what have some of their failures been 
And chances are they adjust. They learn from it. You could even go via the sports route. It's as I'm recording this, it's almost playoff time for baseball. And I did a quick search. The best hitter in baseball as of right now was actually a long time ago. His name was Ty Cobb. And his battering average was 366. Now, if you don't know batting average, it's pretty simple. It's the average amount of at-bats or the times that they can get a walk or get a hit or basically get onto base that they get a single, double, triple, home run, basically a successful hit. It's even calculated as a hit. 366, actually it's .366, which is, if you're good at math, that's 366 times out of 1,000. So a little bit over a third. Let's just say it's a third. So a third of the time, they're actually successful. So two-thirds of the time, they're unsuccessful. Now there's different variables. There's walks, sacrifice flies. You can go down that rabbit hole. But if you round it out, two out of three times, the best player in baseball was unsuccessful. That's crazy. Now, is it fair that they make millions of dollars per year? I don't know what the salary was back then, but I was, I'd imagine it was decent. It's probably not as astronomical as it is right now with because baseball has more sponsors and things like that. Now, is it fair? Maybe, maybe not, but it, it's irrelevant. Is it fair that we get paid forever as long as a customer or a distributor purchases? Maybe, maybe not. It's, it's royalty. It's, it's all about bringing value and getting paid. I also did a Google search really quick as far as the highest paid baseball player as of this is recorded in 2022. And uh, the contract was for $426 million for a 12-year contract. So that's 30, what is that about 30? I should have looked at this. Uh, about, probably about $35 million, I guess, every single year. And Mike Trout's batting average as of 2022 was not 366, like the best Ty Cobb, it wasn't even 300. It was 280 this year. So that's almost one out of four times he was actually successful. Making 30 or 35 million, I got to do the math on this, but let's say 35 million every single year to be a failure three out of four times. But here's the clincher. I'd imagine every single time he strikes out or gets out with a grounder or a pop fly, he probably goes, huh. What could I have done differently? What could I improve with? What do I, what skill do I need to improve? Is it the way I'm holding the bat? Is it the way I'm swinging? Is it the way I'm shifting my weight? I don't even, I'm really not that good at baseball. I never really was, but I know there's a lot of different skills just to hit the ball. Maybe, oh, I didn't read it correctly. Maybe I didn't watch the seams or you watch it curve or the way they're tipping their hat shows what pitch they're doing. There's so much that goes on. But every single time he gets out, he probably goes, huh, what could I do differently next time in order to get a hit? So we could look at our business and let's look at some of the losses, or I would consider them kind of micro losses. You know, a customer cancels their auto ship, a distributor quits, somebody says no, uh, a big leader, an organization quits, uh, uh, an upline leader organization quits, something happens uh, to the company, uh, they've changed the product, increased the price, there's so, uh, back orders, there's so much micro losses that could happen. And let's kind of look at them. Let's say someone says, no, nah, not interested, don't like the product, don't like the opportunity. We could take a look at it and go, huh, what did I say? Was I focusing more on them 
or was I focusing more on myself? Or let's look at it this way. Did I ask more questions or was I just looking to give more info? That's one way to look at it. Say, what was it? So I focusing on them or was I focusing on myself or my business? Me, 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 or is it them, them, them? I don't know. So a lot of times we have to reflect and say, okay, what could I do differently? What could I adjust? Doesn't mean we have to stop what we're doing and learn a new skill or change. As long as we have the basic skills to start off with, we say, okay, maybe I said it too confusing, or maybe I was over the top, or maybe I wasn't really believing in myself. So I didn't show that internal excitement, not hype, but internal excitement. Or maybe I was just ill-prepared. They asked me about my business and I said the most boring, generic, corporate boring answer. Or I talked too fast and I said way too much when they just asked a simple question. Or I just kept talking instead of kept listening. Or there's so much we could just stop. After every what I would consider micro loss, and losses are great. Remember, you can fail three out of four times, make 35 million as a baseball player. That's a lot of skill set that I don't have, but I know that we can make as much, even more. It all depends on what value we can bring and what can we change? What can we adjust? What can we do next time to improve? So we can take the micro loss of a distributor quitting. Let's say it's a personal distributor or personally sponsored distributor that quit. Okay, what changed? Was it them? Maybe they had other stuff going on, or was it us? Maybe we gave them false expectations, or maybe we weren't really there as a sponsor. And everybody makes mistakes. It's not about, oh my goodness, I made this. We all make mistakes. We, some, we continue to make, I continue to make micro losses, and I'm super happy about it because I can adjust in everything in life. So we go, okay, how can I change this next time? Okay, Next time I sponsor someone, I'm going to make sure that they're plugged in, so they're trained, so they know what to say, so they feel comfortable in saying, so they don't just blow it and say something so uncomfortable to their warm, the two or three warm market right away that they go, oh my goodness, nobody wants to be involved. I can't believe I joined and quit. So we, it, it's not always our fault, but if it is, what can we, what can we at least control? What could we at least take responsibility for? Again, some people, they have other stuff going on. It's not the right timing. Sometimes we don't even know. Sometimes people have something internal going on. Something tragic could have happened that we don't know about. It's not always our fault. It's always about, hey, you know, what could I change that I have control of? What could I do differently? So this is what I do. Number one, I go, was this in or out of my control? And if it was out of my control, there's nothing I can do about it. But if it was in my control, okay, what could I do differently next time? So the odds are more in my favor. That doesn't mean, what can I do next time to get a win? Well, because we know that three out of four times, it could be a loss. No big deal. In our business, it could be nine out of 10. Who cares? We're just letting people know about our business. It's not about always trying to get a sale because that ninth out of 10th person, could be a superstar, could be a customer. We don't know. We just have to let them know about it. And eventually there's a compounding effect. Let's take our friends that play baseball. I guarantee you that they've improved since they were a kid. They've improved since they were eight years old at Little League. And now that they're 28, making tens of millions of dollars a year, they just continue to improve. A little bit at a time, sometimes it's a big thing. And that's all we need to do is continue to improve 
the small things. As always, I love getting emails as well as posts on the Network Marketing Questions Facebook page of all your successes and all your questions to make this industry a better place. And if you know somebody that can get value out of this episode, please share it with them. But more importantly, looking forward to sharing another episode next week. Thanks for visiting the Networker Zone. To get awesome networking tips delivered directly to your inbox, or for more information about books, audiobooks, online training, including Zooms and masterclasses, make sure and visit BigAlBooks.com. 